You know, the world right now is a really unsettled place. And for such a time as this, women play a most important role in history as peacemakers. The goal of Ladies of Liberty Sound Off is to affect the lives of women in an empowering way through discussion of important issues of the day. So, are you ready? The Ladies of Liberty are ready to sound off. Welcome to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. And today we are going to sound off on our economy, kind of the State of the Union show. We're going to see what we think is happening in the United States. What are people experiencing right now? What are they going through economically? What are they going through um, safety-wise? Because I think that fear is, is a big deal in our country right now with the crime that's happening. And let's just see and check in with each other as to where we're all at. Alisa, I'm going to give it right to you. Well, you know, I feel like we're in the the middle of the summer. We're right smack in the middle of July here. Um, everybody kind of was wondering what things, what was going to happen this summer with regard to crime. Um, you know, you we usually see a spike in the crime um, over the summer anyway, and certainly with the gas prices and people traveling. I actually just filled up my car this morning for um, sixty eight dollars and was not very happy about that. Um, I'm still really angry. I cannot understand why we seem to keep blaming this thing on Putin. And we just say, you know, when, when I say we, I'm meaning obviously Biden and the administration, we blame the thing on Putin and we say, it's almost like they've taken a sort of, oh, well, kind of attitude. It's Putin's fault, but we're not doing anything about it. You know what, Elisa, I want to let you finish, but I want to interject there because that whole thing that you just said about blaming it on Putin really rubs me the wrong way. Um, a study was done and the, the gas prices and the economy from 2002 to 2020 when Joe Biden took office was fairly stable, fairly stable from 2020 to 2021, Joe Biden's first year in office Gas prices went up 66% before the war with uh, Ukraine even started. Well, okay. And here we are, and they're still going up. So, okay, what, what are we going to do? We're going to blame it on Putin. All right, let's just, let's give them the benefit of the doubt and say, okay, well, let's blame it on Putin. But do we just sit here and not do anything about it? Like, what are they doing? I don't understand. I haven't heard any sort of cohesive plan for tackling this issue. Have you? Well, I think it's worse than that. The, the thing that really, really bothers me, especially on the gas prices, is that Joe Biden took millions of barrels of oil out of our United States Strategic Oil Reserve, which is mm-hmm. an oil reserve for a reason. It, it is to protect us in case of war. It is to protect us in case of natural disasters. And he took that fuel And instead of using it for us in America, as he said he was going to to lower gas prices, he sold it. He sold it to Europe. He sold it to India. And he sold it to our enemy, China, to a company that his son, uh, Hunter Biden, is connected with. And I, I just couldn't be more angry. I think that people in America need to know what he did with our strategic oil reserve. Our strategic oil reserve has the capability of having 700, I think it's million barrels. 
And he started his administration with less than that. There was a bit less than that. But after he finishes giving all this oil that he took out, we are going to be in the high 300 million barrels. That That is extremely dangerous for us. Well, I just think it's all just crazy. <laughs> I just, you know, and, and coming from a, a view of working, oh my goodness, in places where I literally have four years or sometimes in months now, seeing people uh, as, so to say, cook the books. <laughs> this is this is amazing to me. It is amazing the decision making that people make at higher levels of level of where they're supposed to be ethically and integrally making decisions for the better good for all of us. And they are making these decisions and we're the ones paying for it, um, not just financially, but in every other way. Um, I don't like the gas prices right now either, even though I'm driving a hybrid car, didn't even know or understand what a hybrid was when I was purchasing it. Um, but, you know, it's just the, the, the gas the grocery, the food, the the grocery stores. I mean, everything. It's just go try and just buy a simple candy bar that you're used to paying a dollar for. It's almost two dollars and fifty nine cent now, and I'm thinking, really? And they've gotten smaller. Has anybody noticed the packaging? Oh, of the they products? definitely have. Actually, a lot of things have gotten smaller. I've noticed they they're putting less, like less rice in a box and less. Everything in, in, in everything is it's really sometimes the, the change is very minute, but if you pay attention, you're going to notice it. Misha, I want to just mention about that candy bar. <laughs> uh, the Biden administration said that uh, the gas station owners need to drop their profit, that they are basically gouging us over gas. And I would like to remind the administration and all Americans that a gas station owner makes less profit on a gallon of diesel fuel than he does when you buy a Snickers bar. Wow. So they don't make a lot of profit. Um, what happened was that we all seem to conveniently forget is that the pipelines were closed down on Joe Biden's first day in office and we are not producing our own oil here where we were energy independent under President Trump, and now we are depending on our enemies. First of all, we're giving our enemies our strategic oil, and we are depending on our other enemies to send us their oil. Their oil, by the way, is not as pure and clean as ours is. So we're exchanging the purest, cleanest oil in the world for dirty oil. I, 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 this is just, it's beyond me. But I agree with you, Misha, and, and please continue about the prices in the grocery store. That's my biggest shock is the grocery store going shopping. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, and I'm looking at the price. I'm looking at the prices. First of all, I don't like the grocery shop. Um, I, I eat a certain way. So I'm very persnickety about what I eat. But then when I go in the grocery store and I'm looking at the packaging, I'm looking at this meat. I'm smelling it. I'm looking at the date. There used to be a time when you would get meats that would be dated and it would date at least for five to seven days. Now it's just a couple of days, you know, um, and you and it looks so abnormal. There's so much that's going on. I said when I came back here from Trinidad as a missionary and I looked around 
I mean, at this time I was in Lynchburg, Virginia, I said, this country is fastly becoming a third world country. That was before Biden was sworn in. And I promise you, even now I see it everywhere that I look, everything that I'm seeing. You're right. The packaging boxes have gotten smaller. There's less in the box. There's more air in the box than anything, you know, potato chip bag, a cereal box, um, um, the drinks, the waters, everything. Have you tasted a ginger ale today? A ginger ale, you can't even taste ginger. You taste more of the seltzer or the, and I, I'm, I'm always wondering, is anybody paying attention to this besides me? Am I like super, super paranoid or is it, is anybody watching what's going on with our economy, financially, food, with everything that's happening around us. Well, you know, when what you know, Linda, in the beginning, you were mentioning like, okay, we're in the let's do a kind of a state of the union check in here, and you just gotta stop and think. Okay, Biden, you know, he campaigned on unity. He campaigned on improving this country and and bringing the country together and. I feel like nothing he has done has been trying to unite the country, has been, you know, in an effort to unite the country. In fact, I feel like he's even divided the country further as if we weren't already divided enough. Um, so to me, I feel like the country, you know, certainly everybody is talking about how we're, we're leading towards a recession, um, which is very highly possible. And what are we going to, what are we going to do with, with the people we have in government, are we going to continue to vote these same people in again? I mean, or do you think that the Republicans have any sort of, of shot in the future? I feel like the country, the the left of the country has gone so far to the left. It's almost, it's so extreme that that's become the norm now. And so I just worry that we're not going to be able to fix any of this. You know, I, 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 I'm feeling, I feel the same way. I really do. I'm feeling very, I'm feeling very vulnerable. Um, and I say that on, on several different accounts. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a woman of color. Um, I'm, I am now, uh, a senior citizen, you know, they said, you know, when you're 55 and up and I'm like, what I'm 56, I'm not a senior citizen, but I'm a senior citizen. According to society. Now I'm a single woman. I am not married. I have no children. Um, thank God I have education and I have the experience of knowing how to survive, but everywhere that I am going and everything that I am doing, I am feeling like I am not wanted, not accepted, except of course, now the ladies of Liberty, <laughs> but I'm telling you, it's, it's a scary place to be right now. My next door neighbor is a little beautiful, little Jewish lady. Um, I saw her this morning and I said, you know, we're going to have to take care of each other. And she, she calls me Lola for whatever reason. And she said, yes, Lola, I'm watching it too. And I mean, those of us that have the wherewithal and the intellect and, and can see and forecast, I don't know that this, it's just too, it's too far gone. And everything that's being allowed right now, it's a very scary place here in the United States. It is very scary, but I, I'm hoping that it's not too far gone. It feels on many days like it is too far gone. And this has been a long time coming. 40 years ago, we started indoctrinating kids in schools and it's gotten worse since then. And parents basically disregarded it. We were all too busy. We were all working. Uh, we weren't staying home with our kids so much 
and we we just let the schools do their thing and we trusted they were doing the right thing. And I think that we're seeing the results of that now with the generations that are uh, just in school um, in higher levels like colleges and people that have, have recently gotten out that, that whole generation of the under 40, they, they experienced um, a lot of a lot of talk about America not being the exceptional place that it is. And, you know, it's interesting, just on a side note, that when you think of um, the the basketball player that's in Russia, um, well, I forget her first name, Griner is yes. her last name. Yes. Um, you know, she, she dissed America big time. She had everything right. bad to say, but now she's crying to come home and she might see what it's really like somewhere else. And, and I don't really feel bad for her. She, she made a decision and that decision didn't work out so well for her. But, but what I'm saying is our, our kids, this generation doesn't appreciate our American exceptionalism. And then we have a certain contingent of people. And I would say that our administration is at the top of that, that are trying to uh, turn us to this new one world order. And to that end, you have people that are buying up like Bill Gates and like China, buying up by the millions and millions of acres, our farmland. When the UN just said that the world has gone into a huge food shortage. So these people are buying up all the farmland for what purpose? Well, China can't feed its own people. They have to import food. So they're buying our land to feed their people. What about us? Why are we selling our enemies, our land, our farmland? The, the three most important things that, that we have in America that we are fortunate enough to have in abundance is food, water, and energy. And we're not mining the store, minding the store on any of those three things. We're, we're just not taking care of it. So, yeah, I think we're, well, I think look, we're I, in trouble. I can say this. Yeah, I, I can say this um, uh, with regards to Brittany is her first name, Brittany uh -huh. Griner. Um, I, I, I do feel bad for her. Um, I, I could, you know, her, her, her choice of whatever is her choice. Um, I do feel bad for her on several different accounts. Um, number one, um, as a mother, <laughs> I would be devastated if my child was in another country, um, whether she was same sex, whatever, she's my baby. Um, I would be devastated as well if she was found with drugs and then admitted to having drugs, which I feel like is, is a legal way of them wanting to hurry up and get her out of there, whether she had it or not. I think it was hashish. Um, but here's the thing, Brittany that's not her first experience with hashish. She's on a professional basketball team in America where someone in leadership knew what she was doing. And as long as she was making points and as long as she was making the team um, get where they needed to get, they turned their head. Um, and she got very comfortable with, she's a young woman. She's not, she's, I don't, I don't even know if she's at over 30 yet. Um, so she's very impressionable by those that are leading her. And, and we see this, I see this a lot in America. I see as long as you're making the numbers, as long as you're making the plays, you could do whatever you want to do. Just make my name great. Make my, my business great. Make my team great. Make my company make the money. Well, now she's out there and the team I haven't heard from her. We heard from her wife, um, um, you know, and Biden signed something or sent something to her. But I don't think honestly that America as a whole 
values Brittany for a couple reasons, because she is of a different sex, because she plays basketball, because she's taken on the whatever of a man in, in a marriage, and because she's a woman of color. I doubt very seriously that America is going to do much to help her. I, I totally if, disagree with you, Misha, because America is doing more to help that woman than any of the other 62 people that are held in captivity. And, and that is a fact. And they are looking at making a trade with a very, very, very dangerous guy who they call the doctor of death to, to, to bring her home. And, and, this is a guy who has killed hundreds and hundreds of people. And, and that's what they're looking at. So I, I disagree with you there, but I, I, I also have to say, and I love disagreeing on the show because that's what the show is about. We, we don't that's have exactly to have the same, about. we don't have to have the same <laughs> opinions. Um, I don't think any of those things that, that you just said matter. I don't care what color she is. I don't care if she's straight or gay. I don't care about any of that. Here's, here is my only point two points about why I don't feel sorry for her. Number one, because she, she refused to even come on the court during the national anthem. Here's a woman who, who has excelled in life because she lived in America and because she had natural talent and because people accepted her and they gave her the chance to excel. And she did. And, and she dissed America to everybody. Secondly, when you go into Russia, when you go there, especially on a professional team of any kind, you are told as clearly as can be, Russia's laws do not allow an iota of drug, not one single iota. Every single airport in the United States and around the world has drug sniffing dogs. Do not mess with this system because their punishments are very strict. She chose to bring those cart those vape cartridges with hashish oil in it with her. And that was her choice. I don't think it has anything to do with um, the, her, the management of the team allowing it because here it's probably legal. I don't know, but I don't know. If, but, no, I think marijuana is legal, but I don't think it's okay, well, legal anywhere. That's on her. She's yeah. an adult from the time you can't put that on anybody else. She makes her own decisions. So do, do I think their penalties are strict? Absolutely. But guess what? When you go in and you probably know this better than Elisa or I know, uh, because you have traveled around the world. When you go into another country, you better be obeying their laws uh, because you're in their country. Don't miss an episode of the Ladies of Liberty Sound Off. Subscribe to the podcast. And for the latest news and inspiration, join us back at AmericaOutloud.com. Many Americans worry about their health four times a day. That's 120 times per month. To minimize the worries, leading nutritional supplement company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost, an immune supplement that contains full effective doses of science-backed nutrients like vitamin C, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea, all in a one-a-day, pill-free, ultra-absorption ingestible gel. Supporting a strong and resilient immune system can be simple. Go to HealthyCell.com and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off any order of Immune Super Boost. That's HealthyCell.com, H-E-A-L-T-H-Y-C-E-L-L, and use code AMERICA50 for 50% off. It's summertime. Ready for your vacation to the beach, the lake, or the mountains? 
But what about your accommodations? Ever wonder what germs were left behind by the previous guests? Kathy G. from Tulsa says the Genesis Fogger gives her peace of mind and confidence when traveling. With Genesis, she knows that the air and surfaces in her vacation rental are free of bacteria and viruses left behind by the previous occupants. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years, but our diet and the way we eat has, creating an environment in your mouth for bacteria to wreak havoc on your teeth and gums. For better oral health, get Spry Dental Defense, an oral care line designed to combat acid-creating bacteria. The toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and gum all contain xylitol, a natural ingredient shown to dramatically improve oral health. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural retailers. You want to do that? You want to take your chances? You got you to gotta understand the consequences of that. And if you're going to get caught, you're going to get detained. And then you're going to cry out for help. And you know something? I agree with you, Linda. I, I don't feel sorry for, for Brittany Griner at all either. You know, I think that I think she brought this on herself. And, you know, yeah, I'm sorry for her that she's sitting in a prison there. But you know, she would not be the first person that I'd be rushing to help either. Um, you know, it angers me when I see someone sitting for the American, the national anthem. I, I'm sorry. Any of those athletes that decide to do that, you, you, you have no compassion from me whatsoever. But, you know, I have to tell you, I was actually really, um, I was watching yesterday the, the, you know, the press secretary, Corrine Jean-Pierre, this woman who is the Biden's press secretary, how she claimed that the United States right now is stronger economically than we've ever been in history. Okay. Like, are you joking? Like seriously, she she took a lot of heat for that. She did, but I cannot understand how, you know, she basically said, we have a plan. We're doing everything we can. We've got a plan. The Republicans do not have a plan. They want to take the rights away from the American people. I don't even know what she's referring to when she says that, but I thought it was great that Peter Ducey, the Fox, um, the Fox white house, uh, uh, correspondent. correspondent. Yeah. He, he basically followed up and he said, well, do you think it's possible that maybe your plan's just not popular with the American people? And she's like, no, I, we, we know that people are feeling, you know, high costs. We know that people are feeling inflation. We know that, you know, we know that people are paying more for gas, but we are stronger economically than we've ever been in history. Okay. Well, like, is she, I, to me, that's, that is about a, you can't gaslight any more than that, if you ask me. And I mean, we've got the Dow Jones that has plummeted 50, uh, 5,500 points from the high point of this year. We've got, you know, people are, are so, so angry right now. And so to me, it's just a, a big old stupid lie. And I, I don't understand if they, why they think that people are buying this. I, because oh, they I, think that people are stupid. They think that people are dumb. It's they think insulting. that people are uneducated. It, it is absolutely insulting. It's they're, absolutely they're insulting in on many different levels. You no, know, they, they think that people are just going to buy their lies that they paste on the news and put on the news and put in papers. And then when someone does sit down and say, you know what, what this, you know, as my papa would say, this dog is not hunting. You know, something is wrong with this. And then if you ask that question, well, you're a troublemaker, you know, you, you're not a part of the family. You're not a part of the team. You're not this. But no, I walk in wisdom. 
And because I walk in wisdom, I'm seeing that these, these numbers, everything that's happening is not jiving. That's me. That's one of the reasons why I'm going to be leaving a place that I am and working right now, because those elderly people that I deal with, those older people, those senior citizens who have worked for years, saved their money, helped their children, helped do everything, who are sitting on the money that they're sitting on, not getting from Social Security, not getting from help from Medicare or anywhere else. And I watch people basically say, they've got it, I'm gonna take it. And it's gonna cost them this. And it is ridiculous to see how people are feasting on us who are truly the true workers of ethics and integrity across America. Yeah, well, you're, I just, you're right about that. But uh, I mean, it's, here's the thing. They are completely out of touch with what the American people feel they they are so insulated they have somebody driving their car they have their own personal security they have their own uh health insurance plan that's completely different than ours one day that you spend in the senate and you one day and you get uh, a pension for life so these people are completely insulated from what we're going through so so as i look at this um i'm at a stage where i'd like to retire and I'm watching my retirement go down to a point that I'm not going to get what I thought I was going to get per month. So now my husband and I are reconsidering retiring at a point when we want to retire. And there are so many people in that position right now. Like I said before, you know, the gas prices are horrible, but And some people can't choose to drive less because they live long distances from work. But the food prices are the thing that really, really are bothering me. The food prices and some of the food shortages, there are cuts of meat that my family enjoys that I can't even buy anymore unless I go to a special butcher and, you know, special order it and pay a fortune for. But just the general prices of food my grocery bill is so much higher than it was. And I, I look at my cart, you know, and, and I'm paying $300 and I say, what's in here? You know, there's, there's nothing in here. And it's, that is really bothersome things that people enjoy. Okay. The, the luxuries that we have just like going out to eat, you know, it's so expensive to go out to eat that, people are cutting down. What does that do? That hurts those restaurants. We're going to lose more restaurants and we're going to lose more employees. And, and this is a, it's a vicious cycle that we, we don't seem to be able to get off. And what are we doing in this country? What are we worried about? We're worried about what pronouns our kids are going to say in school and what pronouns they're saying in the military. They're actually giving our military pronoun training rather than training them how to protect you and I in case of an emergency. This is just the most ludicrous administration. And what's going to fix it is how we vote. Yeah, yeah, it definitely is going to fix how we vote. But also our, uh, not just our vote, but our presence on a daily basis. You know, I, I, I am just, I am on fire when it comes to watching and seeing what's happening across the United States, across party lines, and how people are treating our children and our elderly. 
um, our, which I call our treasure boxes and our future leaders, you know, and, and how everybody is being dummied down and everything's coming down to a number, but nobody's using just good old common sense and wisdom and and compassion and sensitivity. And it bothers me. It totally bothers me. And I have to put myself sometimes under house arrest and just stay inside. Because when I start watching the news and I see how things are happening on the outside, I am like this, I cannot be the only person who is upset with how things are happening, what, what is going on in this world today, especially in the good old United States. And let me say something about that national anthem. I love the national anthem, have sang it at football games, at different places and different things. But I would love to be able to take a census on how many people even know all the words to the national anthem. Half of them don't even know the words. They don't even know the real meaning behind it. They know that they stand and they do it. But here's my question. Okay, they, they, they have the national anthem at the games, but they took it out of the schools. They have the national anthem at other things, but they took it out of the places where we have the ability to teach these children that how, how important it is in the first place. You know, that's, that's a scary thought, actually, Misha. I never really thought about, you know, do our kids actually know the words of the national anthem? To me, it just always seemed like such a given, but you're hundred percent right. It's really not. And that makes me think like when I back in school as well, I used to remember, we used to sing God bless America. We used to sing my country tis of thee, all those songs. I don't think my kids actually even know those songs. And that's actually, yeah, it's really scary. It's really disturbing to think that I didn't, I never really even thought of that, you know, and, and we just had July 4th. I mean, the fact that people were talking about canceling July 4th, like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm speechless over that. It's shocking. How could you cancel? They don't even know it. They don't know it. They don't know it. So why would it be significant to them? Why would it be important to them? Why would it have any sort of value? They don't know it. They could care less about it. They see that as something that us old people, us older women, us um, back in the day people, um, it was important to you, but why is it important to me? I guarantee you half of them don't know the words to it. Well, there goes the fabric of this country right there. You know, if we're, if we're not going to teach our kids, then we can't, we can't hope for any kind of future, you know, you, you know what a great gift would be for every person to give any t- any person that's say 13 years, 12 years and older, all the way up to, I don't know, 40, whatever, um, there, there, there are books about the Constitution out there, about the meaning of the Constitution um, and, and a copy of the Constitution, because I don't think that people understand what our Constitution is. And that's really evident to me in this Roe v. Wade ruling, where people are absolutely going crazy over it and saying all kinds, including, including people in our administration, saying that it's gonna take women's rights. No, this does not take women's rights. Uh, what it does is it gives those rights back to the states where they belong. Um, of course, those people aren't very concerned about taking the, those uh, unborn babies' rights, which I'm very concerned about. But I think that people need to understand what the constitution is and, uh, you know, I mean, we're, we're in a, a time right now where we have people, you know, basically kind of going after our judges in restaurants, at their homes, our, our Supreme Court justices, just the conservative ones, by the way. 
this is really, um, it's unheard of, and the administration is doing nothing about it. The, uh, they, they asked the same spokesperson yesterday about the, the people going after uh, the Supreme Court justices, and they basically said, well, people have the right to protest peacefully in this country, and when it gets to violence, then we object. Well, no, that's not exactly true, because there is a specific law that you cannot do this with Supreme Court justices. You cannot uh, picket protest. You can't do anything, anything to make them try to be intimidated or change their decisions. And that is a felony and it is against the law and our administration is doing nothing about it. That's extremely frustrating. When we don't protect the things that are in our laws, when we are not living by our rules of law, as you see that we are not on the border, as you see, we are not, um, and I know I'm getting off track, but I have a few little burrs up my uh, Benny here today that, that I want to mention. And another one is that I'm sure that most Americans have no idea that the Biden administration is suing uh, in order to not have criminal alien felons be deported, to not have them be deported. They think that it just really shouldn't matter if somebody has committed felonies and they are an alien, an illegal immigrant in this country, and, and that they, they should not be deported. Well, the state of Texas has sued uh, and, and has them deported, and ICE has them deported, but they are trying to put a stop to that. This is our administration. That this, this country is going crazy. protecting us. It's just crazy. It's just crazy. And it seems to me that the, the higher they get and the more powerful they get and the more money that they have, the crazier that they are. And my whole thing is, where are the just where are the common sense, wisdom minded people and why are they not the ones in leadership? You know, I yeah, I, I don't know. And I, I feel like, you know who I really like? I, I think the more I read about this Glenn Youngkin, I really like him. The, yes. the governor. Yeah. He, yeah. he's so no nonsense and fair minded. And I, to me, I feel like he's the only one that I, that I read about any, any out of any politician who's actually trying to unite both sides. You know, he's actually trying to appease, even though he is not a, a Democrat, he is actually reaching out to them and trying to, you know, make deals with them that are that are real and logical and rational. And I don't think I don't see anybody else doing that right now. Everybody seems so extreme. So I've really been watching him a lot and I like what I see in him. And I'm hoping that that more people will follow his lead because there's I a totally reason. agree. Yeah, there's a reason he's so popular right now. I he's totally your governor, right, right Misha? Yes, yes, ma'am. He is my governor. Oh. Yes, ma'am. And I am I am godly proud that he is my governor um, because he is a bridge builder, because, you know, he wants to do something that's he, because, listen, we are all in this together. We are all here on this planet together. And what affects one is going to affect the other in some way. And we do have to meet in the middle. 
We've got to compromise on one side or the other. We've got to figure this thing out so that we live and survive and have some sort of quality of life, as well as the children that will come after us and those that have gone before us. What happened? What happened that we have become so selfish and self-centered and, and right that we're not willing to compromise and to love and care about each other enough to understand that, you know what? We're going to have to beg to differ, agree to disagree, but we got to fix this together. Yeah. I mean, I just, I loved how when that whole, the whole Roe v. Wade thing came down, he was like, okay, he understood that there were going to be people that on, you know, on the democratic side that were going to be upset by that. And he actually, you know, he tried to like, he, he, he doesn't want to just, you know, command what his personal feelings are for the entire state. He actually wanted to reach out to the other side and try to hear them out. And, yeah. you know, that was so refreshing to me. And there's a reason that we are a two party country here. I mean, and everybody does have a right to be heard, but it's become so divisive because everybody, you know, on either side, the extremes have sort of had the loudest voice. And I really feel like for the most part, people in this country are the, the majority of people are not on the extreme right or left. Most people no. are somewhere in the middle. Yeah, and, I, know. I think the know, media has a huge amount to do with this. And I, and I think that the what they report and, you know, it, remember Walter Cronkite just telling yeah. you the news? Well, it's not like that anymore. Everybody is skewing the news for their own political bent. And I think that that has an effect on people. And there are... A large number of people that completely tune out of it because they're so sick of hearing it that they tune out and then they don't even know what's happening. It's yeah, it's it's really and it's we just got some people that just uh, just bald faced liars, just yes. bald faced liars. I I can th think of a time. I'm um, just a few days ago. I was trying to help a gentleman find a car, and, and you know he's been looking for it for weeks, months to try to get this car for his daughter for college for the next four years. And um, he wants, to, he wants to be a great guy. And I, I, look, I sat and I looked at him. And I thought, wow, this girl is really lucky because my papa would have just gave me his old car and said, okay, take care of it and drive. But he wants to get her the best. And, but to make a long story short, we went to this particular car lot you talk about, and I, I bring it all the way down to this. Before we got there, I said to him, I said, Ken, let me call my friend who owns a car lot in another city. And I said, I want to utilize that as, as a, uh, a way of being able to check out whatever car you'll drive. So I called my, my friend. I gave him the VIN number, the make of the car, everything. He called me back. I put it on speakerphone and he said, don't buy the car. Don't buy the car. The car has been in severe damage. The front end of it is messed up. It's been in a wreck. Don't buy the car. And I said to my friend, I said, okay, well, now we have this information. I said, let's just see what, see what this gentleman has to say about this car. Five different times, Ken asked the question, has this car been in a wreck? Has anything happened with this car? Five different times, the man vehemently said, absolutely not. We have a report on it, on, on. and I'm standing there. Now, we've got the information, Linda, ahead of time on this car. And I'm sitting there, and I, I, I have promised him that I won't say anything, so I'm not saying anything. And I said, this is where we are in America. You got people that will stand in front of you and just see just how much of a sucker you are and see how naive you are and how trusting you are to take advantage of you, put you in debt, 
binds you to something and could care less how it, it, it affects you or your future or your family in any way for a sale today. All right, you've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the pulvidone iodine-based nasal spray, Cofix RX. They talk about it because it's a product that actually works in combating colds, flus, and coronaviruses. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. It's simple. By attacking viruses where they incubate, you make it easier for your body to heal. Check out the Cofix RX banner ad on AmericaOutloud.com and save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD. Welcome back to Ladies of Liberty Sound Off, and I'd like to quickly introduce our three hosts today. Today we have um, Misha Woodruff-Cooper, and Misha is uh, a minister. She is in sales, and we have Elisa Akringold. Elisa in her former life was a television producer and in this current life uh, besides being both ladies being moms uh, she is a weight loss coach and i love her for that because she has helped my husband and i tremendously as well as a number of our friends and she hails from connecticut and i'm linda martinelli i am a business owner and also the host of talking while married right here on america out loud with my husband dr ron martinelli a forensic criminologist so please join us there ladies i want to switch up for just a second here and talk about arizona arizona has made a new school choice law that is setting the standard in the whole country and I love this because I think school choice is so very important, especially in light of the things that are going on with schools now. And boy, we can get into that in this conversation. But I just want to give you a brief overview of what they did. So what they said is that parents who apply for uh, this, this uh, kind of tax credit that they can get, they can direct about $7,000 to expenses like private school tuition, homeschooling expenses, educational therapies, and tutoring in exchange for not attending a public school or receiving a tuition tax credit scholarship. So I just think that this is a very cool thing for them to do. And it gives parents a lot of options and a lot of choices rather than just going to the public school. And as I said, and I'll bring it up now, and ladies, I'm sure you're going to comment on it. Um, when we have schools that are trying to take the word mother out of school and make it a birthing parent, I, I just, I'm over the top. And I got to say that my grandkids are not going to go to schools that have those kinds of policies. Elisa, what do you think? Oh, for sure, Linda. That that's the most absurd thing you could imagine. I mean, a birthing person, as if as if anybody else besides a woman could actually have give birth. Please, um, and the earth is flat, right? It's just crazy, crazy. But yes, the Arizona bill is, I think, um, groundbreaking, and I feel like it is going to open up an enormous tsunami of support because across the country, I think that, that, that they're basically going to be the bellwether because people are angry with the public schools. People are, do not want 
what is being sold and, or what is being forced. I shouldn't even, yeah, sold, forced, whatever. People do not want their kids indoctrinated with this woke nonsense. People do not want to hear about their kids to hear about a birthing person. People do not want kids to be learning about gender ideology. It's absolutely insane what is being taught in the public schools. There is no place for that in any school setting, in my opinion. The kids need to go to school. They need to learn how to read. They need to learn how to do math. They need to learn the history of our country and of the world. They need to learn science, basic education. We do not need to teach our kids about gender ideology. There's just no, uh, that's just a given to me. That's a given. The fact that it's even a discussion to me is outrageous. So I love the fact that you can now opt to send your kids where you want for school. It's downright. Well, I think it should have stayed that way in the beginning. I think it should be that way. Um, For me, you know, I, I, I told you before I taught school for 20 years. I substitute taught as a permanent substitute teacher throughout the Lynchburg City, Indianapolis, as well as um, Indiana school system, um, and even taught behind the detention centers. Um, so the thing for me, I've been saying for years, for years, is that the curriculum in the schools and the public schools was a bunch of nonsense. A lot of it, the kids don't even use when they get out of the schools. Um, you know, I think economics needs to be taught at an earlier age. I think citizenship needs to be taught at a very much earlier age, not just when they are um, now getting ready to graduate high school and and have a, a, an ability to vote. There's so many things that are nasty and wrong with public schools across America and have been for a very long time. And so, yes, I love what Arizona is doing. And I hope that everybody else picks up and goes along with it so that people can learn the way that they're supposed to, so that you don't have these different levels of people who feel like they're the gifted students and you are the um, the, the lower level students. Because a lot of the people that they're saying couldn't learn are the ones who now are teaching the country. Oh, you're, you're, right. the country. You're, you're so right. You know, this just so people understand this, um, scholarship, they, what, what they call it is the empowerment scholarship account. And the eligibility in Arizona is to all school age children without restriction. I, I just think that that's amazing. I, you know, um, Misha, uh, you've recently joined ladies of Liberty. So I, I I'll tell you that we have done several shows that were very close to my heart because I'm very, very, big on education and what they don't teach and what they should be teaching and the things that they're teaching that they shouldn't be teaching. But one of the things that has insulted me the most and is so damaging is, is in say Oregon or Washington state, those areas up in the, um, the Northwest that decided that uh, children of color were not good at math. So they were just going to stop teaching it. And, you know, I, I never hesitate to point out that we are in space because of, of a woman of color, three women of color who, who were mathematical geniuses, who, who made the calculations that got us into space and, and allowed us to build rocket ships and spacecraft. So don't tell me that children of color can't do math and stop teaching it. This program is going to give every child in Arizona, all of them, an opportunity to 
to excel to their highest potential. And I absolutely just think that's so important. I'm sorry. You're moving me. You know, I am ready to run across America. Nothing irritates me more. First of all, math, the original math came from Africa. (laughs) Okay. Algebra or calculus, all these different things, you know, so how dare anyone say that people of color can't learn math, which is ludicrous. I'm glad I wasn't in there on and, that And meeting. how dare anyone say that color has anything to do with what you can learn or what you can't learn. Exactly. That is absolutely ludicrous, number one. Number two, those are the things that when I, I, I taught, I homeschooled my youngest son, Gavin, uh, for a year. Um, and I when I taught him math, I took him to the grocery store. I took him to the car lots. I took him to houses, buying houses. I took him to real life things and said, okay, baby, now listen, I can sit you down with this book and I can tell you to type in this calculator. I can teach you real life, real life venues where you're going to have to bring and apply and make applicable math with regards to different things. We have some beautiful, intelligent people of color, not just African-American, West Indian, Trinidadian, whatever, who I, I just. I don't get it. My thing is, what is wrong with you that you would think that you're the only person or the only people group, you know, and to not teach them, you know, that goes all the way back to me personally, goes all the way back to slave times when they didn't want us to read books. Well, I would have gotten in a lot of trouble even then because I would have been reading somebody's book. Well, I'm, you know, the whole notion of people of color can't learn anything is, is, a, is, you know, just nonsense. But what I think is so great about this program is that so like millions of parents who are stuck in these underperforming public schools are now going to be able to get their kids out of there. Yes. Yes. You know, you are no longer stuck and you now have talk about freedom. You now have the freedom to take your kids and put them in a school that is going to work for them. And I think that is just fabulous. I'm over the moon excited about that. I think it's going to change all sorts of things in our country in terms of education. And it's going to push the education industry to much higher standards now because the demand for it is going to be huge. So I'm excited. I think that this is only positive in so many ways. And I mean, I certainly hope that like my state of Connecticut does something like this. We have so many underperforming public schools in our state. Um, And the fact that people are now going to have options is just fabulous. You know, even if you have to drive a little further, people are willing to do whatever they have to do to get their kids the right and a, a good education and the right education for them. And I just see this as a massive win for parents. Well, and well, you know what I did put their kids Go in ahead. school for, uh, say a religious school, they also will have the, the right to do that. A lot of people don't do that because of finances. So now they have $7,000, uh, to, to add to those finances. Misha in West Virginia, uh, your state passed a, uh, an ESA program as well. It's not as comprehensive as Arizona just passed, but, but they did. And Iowa is also looking at, at doing that. If we can get states to do this and get rid of these horrible, horrible teachers unions, I think it would be absolutely wonderful. Well, Linda, I'm in Virginia, first of all. And second of all, let me tell you this. I worked three jobs and insisted that the man that I was married to pay to put my children in the private academy 
when they were very young. And in some cases, they went to New Covenant schools, they went to LCA, and in some cases, they were the only children of color in the entire class. And I was met with so much chagrin by family members, by their father, by many people. Why are you doing this? And I said, these boys are going to get the best education that there is to do the best that they can do in society today. And I don't regret it. So I'm very thankful because I would work until my ankles were swollen to make sure that that tuition was paid and they had their uniforms. And that was the other thing that I liked about the schools is they had uniforms. So they weren't, they weren't focused on tennis shoes and, and tops and hair and all these other things. They were focused on education that would empower and enlighten and equip them to be better in this world for themselves and for the world. So I am super, super elated over the fact that they're doing this. And I hope that Virginia follows suit. I'm a huge proponent of school uniforms. Speaking of school uniforms, I know that takes <laughs> off of our topic, but I think school uniforms are some of the one of the best things that schools could do. It just it you're hundred percent right. It takes all of that stuff out of the kids' day because they are all so consumed with you know their status and what they're wearing and the you know the trends and this and that. I love the fact that when they're in a uniform, they all look the same. They all, that it just takes that element of competition, um, you know, which has nothing to do with education or academics. It takes that element right out of it. And I think it makes a much better educational environment personally. I know a lot of people don't feel like that. I had uniforms. I I thought it was great. It, It makes, it kind of makes everybody on the same level. And, and I just think that that's, that's great. You know, um, this whole thing about taking the, the, the word mother out to me is just, I, I, here's what, here's my, where my heart goes. Don't you ever take mother out of anything. Um, we are so important to our kids and why would you, who does that? Do you know who does that? Marxists do that. Do you know who else Mm -hmm. did that? Hitler did that when he Mm -hmm. went into Austria uh, one of the first things that they did is they took all of the the uh, women who stayed home with their children, and he said, "You have to work." And they put the children in the care of the state for I don't know twelve hours a day, and the state could uh, indoctrinate them and manipulate them. And they told the children that you don't have to listen to your parents; you can do whatever you want to do. This this is this is what Kate Millett did in forming the national organization of women. She did the same thing. You can have sex with ever, whoever you want. You can uh, do anything perverted that you want. You don't have to listen to anybody. This is what she told women go out in the workplace. Don't, don't be parents. Don't, don't, you know, be uh, subservient to a man. No, you know what? I'm married. I love my husband. My husband and I are certainly equals. I'm not subservient to him. He's not subservient to me. Um, and, and we have a wonderful marriage. The people that are trying to destroy the home, the parents, the family unit are the people that want us to be under their thumb forever as Marxists and socialists. That's exactly right. And so what, so what next we're going to take, um, Africa, we call the motherland, um, the earth as, as our native Americans, we call earth, mother earth. So what we're going to do next? I mean, it's just, but here's the thing. If we don't stand up and unite and come together and say, this stuff is ludicrous and we are not going for it. They just, you see how they just keep pushing the boundary line, just pushing and pushing and pushing, but we have to push back. 
Well, we have to now. Now is the time because even Joe Biden said just recently that this is about the the new world order. And the new world order is to have one uh, one world and to, to for everybody to be under the leaders of that world's thumb. And, and it, it is no different than when Hitler went into Austria. Everybody, uh, they, they cheered when Hitler went into Austria because they were lied to about what that was all about, just as we're being lied to. And very soon they found out that it was completely different than what they were told. And, you know, thankfully after, I think it was, I'm not sure if it was five years, eight years, they, they, they were able to uh, turn that around, but you know, we, we just can't fall for this in, in these just, times. You know what? I'm just so proud to be a woman. I am so proud to be a woman and so many, I am a woman. I am a mother. I have been a wife several times, um, but I'm so proud and, and a daughter, but I tell you, I just still feel like as women, we kind of get together and we put aside certain things and we look at different things and we say, you know what, let's do something about this. We don't just sit around and just wait until everything happens. And I'm just noticing the power of being a woman. I love that you say that you and your husband are equal to. For me, that's what my Boaz is going to have to be because I am not going to be someone who just sits by and idly just watches and agrees to that, which is a travesty for, like I said, our present, our past, and our future. It's ridiculous. Women have a tremendous amount of power and where women go, so go their men. We are kind of the keepers of the morality. And if we are willing to give up our morality, they will follow. But if we don't give it up, they will follow as well. And I just think it's so important that women understand the power that they have. Um, It doesn't have to be uh, the women screaming in the streets with vagina hats on their heads. It has to be the woman in the home and the woman with the family. Those are the people that are going to determine how this country goes. Alisa? Oh, yes. I was going to say it goes back to biblical times. I mean, that is part of the Old Testament that, you know, it, it was sort of the whole society was designed around women and women were elevated not in a way like you're saying that we need to go and demand wearing these, you know, silly vagina hats in a, in a protest march, but with dignity and with love and with support of our husbands. And I, I agree with you that I think that any marriage has to be an equal situation. No marriage can work. I think if anybody is more powerful than the other and I, you know, I, in, in my marriage, I mean, I respect that we're very traditional here. And my husband was always a huge proponent of me raising our kids. And I worked alongside that. I was able to do what I could do, you know, from home or from, from a community perspective, because without a healthy and strong home, there's that's, that's your foundation. You don't have a foundation if you don't have that. So to me, the women are just the foundation of society. And we have to teach our kids. I think that women are needed so that you can build a strong home and that's how you have strong children and that's how you have strong grandchildren and that's where the generations are strong from from you know and go from strength to strength well ladies that's a wrap one more step for womankind 